five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. But anyway, I wanted you to. I wanted to play this for you. Um, this is a an interview with with Roy Sutherland. And, uh, you know, we always talk about personalization and targeting and, you know, we want to narrow our market down to the two people who will for sure order and not waste any marketing money. And it doesn't work. It, it, it will put you out of business. You know, I remember uh, hearing from a, a friend who worked at Western Publishing and they were one of the number one booksellers in America. And they, uh, Little Golden Books, for example, was one of their one of their perennial uh, titles. And their CFO said, you know, we, we send out, they would send out these, gift, these books for free and then, you know, hope that you pay for it and subscribe to their uh, book of the month sort of thing. And uh, the CFO said, you know, I bet there's 20% of the zip codes that represent 80% of our bad debt, you know, where, where we send books and, we, and, and, people don't, uh, and people don't ever pay. Let's not mail those anymore. Let's not send books out to those zip codes. And so that's what they did. And it worked really, really well. Their bad debt went down dramatically, and he probably, CFO probably got a big raise. And then, uh, and then uh, he did it again the next year. And by the third year, their circulation had dropped so fundamentally that they, their warehouses were too big, and they were laying people off. And their circulation was below the threshold that could pay for the overhead. And shortly thereafter, my friend quit a few, <laughs> well before that. But, but one of the top publishers in America was out of business because they had just tried to focus their marketing down to the to to only talk to people that were for sure going to pay them and 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 make them money and that's not how it works half your money half your marketing money is wasted and you can know which half but that doesn't mean you should necessarily just cut it right out. You know, I told Dick Cabello one time, I said, <laughs> we used to have these great conversations. I said, you know, I can cut your circulation 20% and it'll only cost you 5% of your sales. And Dick said, I don't want to lose 5% of my sales. I, I laid people off. Tell me how to grow. Don't tell me how to shrink. Now, what, what I should have told him at that time, this is my first real modeling client back in 95 or so. I should have said, well, what we'll do is we'll take that 20% and we'll move it to other places and we'll make you grow even more. And he would have gone for that, but I didn't know to say that at the time. So that's, but that's really how it works. We had a great conversation. I'm sorry I'm taking too long on the intro. We had a great conversation uh, last night. We had our Wisconsin Mailers Roundtable, which is a secret organization that Sam Fong and I are trying to build. <laughs> it's only for mailers. You know, you have to be in Wisconsin, but if you are, you know, you might want to you might want to get in touch. Just a fantastic conversation about things that that people could try. I, you know, I learned so much; it was really fantastic. I'm allowed in because I don't know why, because I round people up and host it. But uh, but just unbelievable creativity. Uh, you know, marketing is fantastic. But anyway, listen to this clip. Listen to this. Uh, listen to this little little snippet of the of the Roy Sutherland interview. I think you'll really like it. There are two fundamentally different things about marketing. One, efficiency and effectiveness are not the same thing in marketing. Yeah. I would argue that the better the creative work, the worse you should make your targeting. Yes. Because <laughs> the more point. persuasive yeah, yeah. the advertisement, yeah. the more is to be gained by more people seeing it. Yeah. Because although it may be less efficient that way, your chance of creating future custom may, over the long term, 
pay you to practice less focused targeting. 100%. So that's the first thing that's weird. The second thing is literally this ergodic question, which is arising in mathematics and in physics. Now, a very weird thing for me, but I'd love to do it, is for a marketer to go into a highly financialized, mathematically numerate board meeting and start asking questions like, are you assuming ergodicity? Okay. <laughs> it's a bit like one of yes. those things, which is, if you've ever got a data presentation, I think you yeah. can say, but have you corrected for heteroskelasticity? Oh, you don't actually need to know what it means, but you can just floor anybody on the wrong Okay, that's a lot of fun. And I did look up ergodicity. Let's see if I can get it to stop there. Uh, and uh, it... It ergodicity, just to make sure I got it right, and it means that the a subset of basically pretty much it really means uh, a heter a, a homogeneous sample. It means a consistent sample set. And so if you took a series of you know coin flips, heads tails heads tails, in some you know there would be some heads 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 tails tails heads tails 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 heads 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 tails heads heads etc. But anywhere you started, anywhere you you know, you had this long string. Anywhere you picked up and went for a little while, it would give you about 50-50 for heads and tails if you had a fair coin, which is a philosophical concept, not something that any coin fully embodies. <laughs> but if you had that series, you could start anywhere, go as long as you want, and you'd, and you'd get approximately 50%, 50-50. Somebody's calling me. Oh, let's see. I don't know who it is, and I don't even know how to answer. Oh, it's somebody I really want to talk to, but the show is more important, so we'll carry on with the show. Uh, let's see. Let's get back to the show somehow here. Okay, here we are. It's a disaster. You know, every day is a disaster. So anyway, uh, this is the podcast by John Evans, and I'll put links and in tags and everything and you'll be able to find it and uh i'll upload this article oops got to show you the article and there is are the spotify and apple podcast uh links and so you can get you can get that right in there and you can subscribe to it uh there's a much longer interview but you know this idea that that we have to always you know, we have to be there right at the door when someone in their mind thinks, oh, I need a new spatula or something like that. That is absolutely false. Uh, and the more creative you can be, the more lasting the impression that that goes for a while and makes you think. So unbelievable. And 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 Roy has a book called Alchemy, the power of ideas that don't make sense. And I'm going to go after that one. Sounds like an excellent thought exercise. Sometimes you need a good kick in the head. <laughs> Which brings us to the secret marketer. I'm going to bet this is Mark Ritson. <laughs> so I'm going to tag Mark. And, uh, you know, he almost never writes me back. But I'll write him specifically. Sometimes he does if I write him and say, are you the secret marketer? Because he used the word wank twice. And he does that in articles. Now, I don't know anybody else who does. <laughs> so... I'm going to say that the wank gives away the secret marketer, which you ought to get a kick out of. Okay, go against the lemmings. So in this article, he talks about, uh, you know, you'll hear voices in the trade presses about times may be tough, but you need to keep 
overspending. <laughs> I mean, you keep spending. Be different. Go against the trend. Yeah, okay. And uh, you can tell most marketers know that their company won't do that, right? Because for most CFOs and CEOs, marketing is a is a an expense, right? It's it's not an investment. And part of the reason it's an expense is because the link between marketing spend and increased sales is tenuous at best, perhaps non-existent, perhaps even counter. <laughs> you know, like I, I I mentioned old style. You know, they always it was in God's brewed in God's country, so I used to drink their beer. And then somebody big bought it and changed the commercials into you know girls on playing beach volleyball and i didn't like it so i just i just quit drinking old style i don't know that anybody else quit drinking old style but sometimes your marketing can actually have a backlash you know like where's the beef didn't sell burgers if you remember that commercial and it was you know the other guys have little tiny burgers we have good burgers but people got in their heads i think it was burger king where's the beef Maybe Burger King has has rotten burgers. You know, plop plop fizz fizz was a old old advertising commercial, and the ever and, and the Alka Seltzer. You know, the guy looked like he's hungover, and the the uh, the <laughs> the Alka Seltzer sales went down. So anyway, uh, so you know, we're all trying to say, well, we should keep our advertising spend up, but we rarely go through the discipline to show how advertising spend impacts sales, impacts company profits, impacts growth. And one of the tasks of direct marketing and the WDMA specifically is that, um, you know, we have some great resources and some people who have a great track record of not only taking you through recessions, but connecting those dots so that your CEO and your CFO can see that marketing, when done well, is an investment in the future and one that pays multiplied dividends in recessions. So build that gap, build that connection. And that's what I think the secret marketer is basically saying here. He says these 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 young people uh, with a mix of self-confidence, righteousness, yearning, and yearning for the next quick win to model their virtue, keep giving themselves high fives and posting on social media about how many uh, pitch wins that they have. And he said, <laughs> like the preempt, this one I loved, like the preemptive feeling of elation just before Kane missed that penalty. You know, I was watching it. Kane, who never misses a penalty, hardly ever, and almost never are they blocked. I'd like to know how his percentage is compared to almost everybody in the world. He pumps it over the bar. That's the one thing you don't want to do is miss the goal because the goalie will guess one way or the other, and it's about a 50-50 that the goalie will guess wrong and can't get it anyway if you hit it with some some uh, force. Um, I played goalie. <laughs> it's impossible to stop penalty kicks. But the one thing that will save you as a goalie is if the is the penalty kicker kicks it wide of the goal or above the goal, and that's what Kane did. So we were so excited because we could take the lead. All all we had to do was have Kane put it in, which he always did, and uh, he didn't. I think I think he actually made one earlier in the game, and we were out of the World Cup again. So 
Harry Kane is my favorite player. I felt really bad for him. But uh, they won't be listening to an, another old gray hair like me who's weathered three economic downturns in my career. I think I've had four. Yeah, I'm a little older than Mark. Um, I never thought I'd miss beer advertising. <laughs> and we've already touched on beer advertising. And there's the word wank. And I think it's used two other times. So it's maybe the three-time wank. <laughs> a colleague has changed has changed sector to gaming and thrives on the misery of the hopeless <laughs> and has lots of money and big budgets. Uh, and and the mystery writer claims he's missing the great tobacco ads banned back in the late 90s. I think ours were banned in the 70s. I'd walk a mile for a camel. Uh, Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. I was at a conference probably in the 90s and somebody started saying these slogans and uh and everybody in the audience he'd, he'd begin them and everybody else could finish them it was amazing and he said those things haven't been around for 20 years at the time so anyway the mystery writer says the last perhaps perhaps the cigarette ads were the last creative hurrah before the industry jumped on the digital bandwagon what he liked about him is the aspiration, humor, and lightness of touch, not taking themselves too seriously uh, that he misses so much, right? So anyway, it's a deep irony that our feckless politicians both appreciate, feckless is another clue word, <laughs> appreciate and deplore the power of great advertising, banning it in many sectors. Yesterday we talked about banning the, 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 what's the, what was the high fat salt sugar foods HFSS category and how McDonald's is trying to get around it. We think we suspect uh, while the industry practitioners abandoned what made their industry great in flavor in favor of feeling good about themselves and being digital or social first. I've had it with would-be purpose-led marketers and their advertising wank. There it is again. <laughs> uh, yes, I know getting distracted by the latest shiny thing has been a long tradition in marketing circles. In the 60s, it was doorstep selling. Then direct mail. I came in in the 80s. Catalogs, telesales. I've been through all of those. In the 80s, you could even advertise holidays and... I don't know why I'm getting so many calls today. Holidays and uh, investments on CFAX, which I'm not sure what that is. Probably some UK thing. But let's call lemming-like delirium by its proper name, not commercial effectiveness. I'm gonna see where I am here. I gotta. I guess we're not gonna get to <laughs> loss aversion and summer gould. Okay, not commercial effectiveness, not long-term branding, brand building, or indeed. ROI and efficiency, just a frenzied fear of not missing out, which we're going to talk about next time. Uh, CEOs and their financiers are said to be working on a cure for it. It's called a recession. Yeah. It focuses your mind. But if you don't want to wait for your company to go under from your <laughs> feckless wonkers, I don't even know what the words mean, uh, then give us a call. Happy to talk. Always happy to talk. I've been getting many more calls lately, and it's so much fun trying to help people out.
We helped somebody yesterday find a printer in Canada. A WDMA supporter, of course. So like and share. Give it a share. Bye-bye.